Hello and welcome back to Spank You Next. I am one of your hosts, Anna, and I am actually alone in the studio today because my comrade and co-host Gregor is sick with food poisoning. For that reason, we're not going to release a new episode today, but a repost of a previous episode that is incredibly popular, and I think it's a topic that a lot of you resonate with, or at least you're very interested in understanding it. Um, this is a couple of years ago, we spoke to a couple called Sarah and Sean. They actually met on Fetish.com, the website that our podcast works with and is affiliated with. And they struck up a real life relationship, though long distance, and a DDLG dynamic. For anyone that doesn't know what DDLG stands for, it is Daddy, Dom and Little Girl. So we're really referring here to age play and a more common acronym now because we're we're not about binaries and we're all a lot more woke is caregiver little. So it's not just about Donny Doms and little girls, but it can be mummy Doms. It can be whatever you want it to be. So we'll go with that throughout the episode. You'll hear caregiver little more than maybe daddy Dom little girl, but the kink is rooted in the age play dynamic of having a male dom that's Sean and a woman called Sarah who plays the sort of little girl teenager maybe sometimes younger in the dynamic now if you're just new to this dynamic it can sound very controversial because of the age play dynamics and in all honesty throughout my career and my involvement in the BDSM community it's one of the dynamics that people feel most uncomfortable with and one that is very misunderstood we need to really highlight that this is consensual play and let's call it play role play between consenting adults there is no underage or pedophilia involved if done correctly and legally in the BDSM community It really is about role-playing different ages and different dynamics. And really, it comes back to, as usual, power. Um, The daddy has the power and the little girl looks to the dad for caregiving, for guidance, for punishment, which is fun. Uh, It's something that they actually want. It's not something that is inflicted upon without consent. So I think it's very important at the top of the episode to remind you guys of that and to keep an open mind because we all have our prejudices but after I met this couple I thought wow what a healthy relationship they have and they seem super happy so I'm really excited for you to hear this episode if you're new to the podcast it will be your first time and if you're a long time listener maybe it's fun to catch up with old friends so to speak So in the episode, we'll be talking about little space, subspace, the nurturing side of domination, debunking stereotypes around age play, all sorts of things. And don't worry if you're a little bit lost at this point, Sarah and Sean will do a much better job than I can do in explaining how their dynamic works and what they get out of it. So I think without further ado, let's get into the episode. Okay, so Sean and Sarah, welcome to the podcast. We're super excited to have you here. We're going to be deep diving into the caregiver little dynamic and DDLG. Um, So first of all, just tell us how you guys met and how you sparked up your specific dynamic. Well, appropriately, we met in the lobby. Of Fetish.com? Yes, Fetish.com actually in the lobby. Yeah. We used to chat in the lobby just generally, and we were regulars. And I think we sort of ironed back and forth a couple of times over totally random things and kind of just being nice humans to each other, really. And there was a connection there. There was that kind of thing where there was definitely a connection. And so it's kind of, we, we took it further. And, <laughs> and Sarah, you're in America, right? And yes. Yes. Sean, you're in the UK. So you, it's basically an online dynamic. And how, how, how does that work? Uh, well, it's going to be not an online dynamic. And I've oh. already been here once. Yes. I've already yeah, been to Dallas. So yeah, in between the two lockdowns, 
when (laughs) there was a window of opportunity and it was a very small window. I I got to go to Dallas and I took the opportunity. That's really cool. It's it's really since 2020, all our stories have like this post-apocalyptic touch to it. It is, isn't it? It's like, you know, we survived. (laughs) Exactly. In between the two lockdowns. Yeah. Yeah. So what is it that you, let's dive into sort of the dynamic of, you know, age play, role play. Yeah, yeah. What, what is it that attracted you to this kind of dynamic in your relationship? Okay, maybe can you, what, what is the dynamic? Because we're yeah. speaking That's of a good dynamic. One. Yeah. And um, so maybe you can tell us a little bit about that. So from my perspective first, my perspective is that I come from a background of being a central dominant. So from, I, I'm naturally more kind of, I'm less harsh, slightly softer, a little bit. and yeah I basically nurture more so uh, I'm kind of I enjoy the not the teaching necessarily but the kind of to (laughs) I'm leaving that that deliberately okay I I enjoy the kind of I do enjoy the nurturing side I enjoy the aftercare side I get a really positive feedback from that myself selfishly but I, I, I get a lot from that and I enjoy that side of it a lot um and, and that's me selfish. It's not kind of like I I like to, do it. and it's something that I get a lot from. And so that nurturing side of me, and, and I do I nag, so <laughs> in a, in, a, in a kind of daddy way. Because um, bottom line, I brought up seven kids. So once you've done that, oh, wow. once you've done that, you're kind of you're a bit of a died in the wall dad, I'm afraid. So <laughs> yeah, you definitely have experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's real life so, experience. Yeah. So you kind of. I know it may not be everyone, but um, for me, I'm kind of that kind of behaviour is very much me, and, and that's just who I am. So I tend to kind of go, you know, have you got this? Have you got that? And is it here? And and I tend to even finish Sarah's words for her, which is a really bad habit and can really get on people's nerves. And I know it is. I mean, I certainly don't do it at work. Mine's a little different, you know. To kind of understand, you have to kind of know a little bit about my background. I started getting into the medical field about 14 years old when I got into high school, just doing all kinds of medical advanced health and stuff. So one thing in the medical field, you are taught to separate your feelings. You have to put them away, you know, and then, you know, some issues I've had as a young kid and well, teenage-ish, little, yeah, preteen. And then I was in a domestic violence marriage. So I learned to kind of put all my feelings into this little box, Mm. which kind of developed into my little side. It's like, imagine it being my purest form of me, you know, Mm. where I keep my emotions, where, you know, you don't have that outside wall on you. So that kind of, you know, goes where from where I started, you know, getting into my little. I didn't realize my little till I was in mid 30s. You know, because it was after I got out of my marriage that I even got into, you know, BDSM and, you know, started exploring. I was able to be freer, you know, kind of figure out myself. And I've opened up, you know, since I've been with Sean, I've done a lot of self, you know, analyzing and been able to kind of understand a little bit more of me better. You know, now that my daughter's older, she's not my, you know, main focus that I can kind of focus now on me, you know. So I think we still develop, you know, every day as a person. What is it that led you down the BDSM road uh, post-30s? So by accident. Um, (laughs) A friend of mine I had known since we were kids, we went to the same church. Funny story, you know, um, he worked for me and we just got close and... I didn't know at the time he was a dom and it just by accident of us, you know, playing around, he's like, oh, (laughs) he said, let's sit down and talk. (laughs) So, but I was lucky. I was one of the lucky ones because I knew him. I trusted him. So I had a good experience, you know, learning kink and getting further into it. But besides, you know, friends that were, you know, doms. Sean and another person are probably been the only relationships I've had on fetish, but the other person wasn't really a dominant. So as being able to be 
not just play, but into a whole relationship. Sean has been, you know, hmm. my main. I'm just wondering because you met in the chat on fetish.com. For everybody who doesn't know, it's a fetish and BDSM community we're actually working for. Smart <laughs> <laughs> detail. Um, so. How was it when you met? Were you in your roles? Because I know some people go into the chat in their roles. Now, for me, yeah. when I go into chat, um, I can go, depending on if there's a lot of littles in the room, it could trigger me to go into my little space a little bit more. But I tend to just, my bratty side comes out more in the chat room. <laughs> but again, I was even lucky with Sean because I've already been friends with you know, a couple of other people that actually knew Sean personally. So it just made that transition easier. You know, it wasn't, I didn't get into, you know, fetish to meet anybody. It was, I was looking for more women in the community that I can have, you know, be friends with because we don't have that a lot here. You know, it was really important to me that I talk to other people, but you know. So I think it's really interesting that you're saying that you found your little, I think there's probably a lot of people that will be listening, you know, our millions of listeners, who may not know what a little is or finding your little. Can you explain a little bit about that? Yeah. Okay. So let me start with, you know, the definitions. You have where people age regress voluntarily, and then you have people that age regress involuntarily. So when you involuntary age regress, your adult mind isn't there. But when you volunteer, your adult mind is there. We could push it back just like in subspace, you know. And then you have some that just do age play, that they will just go to a specific age. Yeah, for me, it was just finding, letting my walls down, you know, and trusting people. For instance, so Sarah, she, volunt she has a voluntary little, she, her, her little space when she's in little space. Yes. Her adult mind is there as well. Yes. So... When, for instance, and just to make it complicated, she's in subspace too. So, and, <laughs> oh, so yeah, it makes it even more complicated. But so I'm a little if, unusual. <laughs> if, if I'm talking to her little, so that'd be little one if I'm talking to her, then I can talk directly to Sarah's little. But if, for instance, I need a decision, because I can't get one out of Sarah's little, I will say Sarah. Because so it takes you out of it. Yes. I'm not out of it, but it, it gets me, it, it means I'm addressing her adult mind because yes. it's there too. But I know littles who are involuntary and they, they actually, when she's in her little space, that then they, she doesn't do cooking, she's not allowed near the kettle because to all intents and purposes, at that point, she's at that age because her adult mind is not. And this is one of the important things. That particular couple, that's a non-sexual relationship at that point. Because, of course, when your adult mind isn't there, it makes consent more difficult. Yes. You see? Now, I, I can't say not all involuntary relationships are non-sexual, but it, you'll quite often find that's a split. You're, you need an adult mind to consent, so quite a lot of the time. And when you get that, that thing where you say, oh, little, it's horrible. Um, that's, that's just wrong. <laughs> oh yeah, it, it's the confusion between whether the adult mind is there or not, which requires just a little bit more knowledge, and and I totally a lot of understand stereotyping. And any, I, I can totally understand anyone who gets freaked by it as well, because mm. I was at that stage once myself when I, I was with somebody who had a who had a little, and this was too close to me being a parent. As far as I was concerned. I was perfectly fine with being somebody who had a little, but I couldn't get that involved with any sexual side because at that point in time, anything to do with littles was just a kind of totally non-sexual thing for me at that point in time. But it just took me a, a few years further down the line for that to be a, be a thing that was okay in my own head. You know? mm. Do you think um, that's something were... people get wrong about this kind of dynamic, the where the oh, consent yeah. is not there and the age play is really like buying into like this incest fantasy when actually yeah it is yeah yeah, yeah it's not the it's not as simple uh, as that we we have a lot of stereotypes. I'm sorry, um, please go, go ahead. ahead, darling. Oh, oh. we we get a lot of stereotypes, even from other littles. You know, you're not being a little right. You shouldn't have any sexual activities if you're in your little space. 
oh, you're pushing little your little side onto other people in the chat rooms. We've I've kind of heard it all between either something that's been said to me or to other littles. There's a lot of stereotyping and, you know, just talking to people and, you know, getting them to kind of open up and understand, you know, I'm an adult. I mean, I look like an adult. I am an adult and I consent as an adult. And that's what they have to understand. It's not a daddy issue. It's not a fantasy. It's my way to stress relief, you know, same thing as if somebody enjoys bondage or spankings. It's just another form of, you know, stress relief for me. I don't have to worry about anything. I don't have to make major decisions. You know, I just can just let it go. So this is not something that is a 24-7 dynamic in your relationship, but you no. have a kind of a time that, yeah. and space for that. Yeah, does that happen? Yes. Yeah. Like 24-7 uh, dynamics? Now, for a little, little space doesn't really work that way. Littles, if they're in the BDSM world, is usually a sub. There are... and. That's just another conversation, whole group that just do littles. But um, if they're into kink, they're, you know, into some part of the other dynamic. So, but little spaces, you got to think of little space sort of as when people are into pet play or subspace. It's just, you know, kind of where you let your mind go. But the, to the, the, the previous question, it's not something that I've known somebody do 24-7. Yeah. It's not something that, because as Sarah was saying earlier, that's kind of the part of her where she invested all of her feelings, for instance, as a defense for her, for instance. And the rest of her is kind of, if you like, her outer shell, her, her wall, that part of you and me that kind of we use kind of in our work environment or in daily life or, or whatever. And the other side is just our, our really vulnerable inner side. Yeah. And even when we're being out and we're building authentic selves, then still we don't actually reveal everything to everybody because <laughs> yeah. you know there's a difference between everyone and our and our trusted people and so i think it's very rare for people to be in that space all of the time that would be that would i be think so unusual. i think actually be more stressful than it would be you know soothing mm -hmm. because it does take a lot of energy just to you know get into that space because you have to let down all your you know, walls. I, I'm a little different. Like I have a couple of like littles, little ages. I don't have like a set age that I go to. Um, there's some littles that go to a set age and they will mm -hmm. go to that set age anytime they, you know, go into their little space. I've kind of got a couple of them. And like, if I'm with a bunch of littles, they'll see this one side, but Sean will only see my purest little. Nobody else will see that. So how do you get to a specific age in this kind of context? Are there, is clothing important? Are there certain mm -hmm. behaviors to exhibit in a certain way at a certain teenage age or younger, yeah. etc.? Okay, now some people do use props. Some people will, you know, color. Some people will do play with games, you know, and it can get them into the little space. Again, just like subspace or pet play, just setting up the right people around you, feeling safe to do it. Like the little side that if friends are with me that would see me is like my little hyper side. I'm not really into dressing little because every little is different. And that's one thing that people got to understand. One little is will never be like another little. We are all different. We play different. We get into our little space differently. And it's important because some, I think it's a big old stereotype or, you know, misunderstanding that we all have a kind of like a certain age we go to, you know, like my friends will see more of a preteen me and, and I don't have a specific age, but I would range it probably more preteenish, mm. um, yeah, a little bit younger with my littler, you know, side. But everybody is a little different when it comes to getting into their space. For me, it's just relaxing, having people having a good time around me, watching something that I enjoy. It's quite similar to subspace in the fact that, just as an example, of, of everybody has different triggers for that. Yes. Could you, you know? explain a little bit about subspace and little space, just for anyone that doesn't know exactly what that means? When I go into subspace, we can get into the medical aspect of it, you know, about chemicals and stuff. But the way I feel is 
like almost like a floatiness. I mean, I can go as deep as it being completely just nothing, you know, but yet I'm responsive. I hear what you're saying. I'm doing what you're saying. But for me, it's like my mind is just flying. I'm just able to just release everything, you know, and just feel is the best way to explain it. And your little space is sort of like that, but it's more of the showing you who I am, you know, showing you my feelings, showing you, you know, uh, what you mean to me. Subspace is sensation based and little space is emotion based. That's actually really good. Sorry. Tweet that. Yeah, that's the tweet. tweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's definitely for me. You know, again, you're going to have pushback with other people that say, no, that's not how I do it. But for And again, most... everyone's different and there's no yeah. right way. You know? mm. <laughs> it sounds really powerful. Like, it sounds quite vulnerable at the same time, but you yes. find it quite empowering and you feel you're most, oh, yes. you're the most yourself. Which is oh, yeah. it's kind of like a balancing act, I guess. It's like and, and it's like this is the side you would see me running my business. This is the side you would see me dealing with business stuff, professional stuff. I'm not going to show any other part of my, you know, even my submissive side to the anybody in the world. You know, that is mine that I protect. That's my gift that I can give the person that I allow to give. And I think that's what a lot of new people that come in don't understand is it's not something you have to give to everybody that says they're a dominant you know or think that they're not doing it right because they didn't subspace you know because not everybody does and not everybody you know if they do it they'll do it for very short periods of time and they don't understand that's what they're doing yeah i think yeah. oh my god yeah there's so much so many people there that kind of have this wrong perception and mm -hmm. i mean how many messages can you read like you need it and stuff yeah no, it's what you <laughs> yeah, said. yeah yeah, it's yeah totally like a totally. gift you give can give to somebody mm. I, w I was I, I talked to a lot of submissives on the in the site especially new ones and i think it's because you know they sense my little side you know when we're chatting and people are drawn to that and so a lot of submissives that are new I've been able to talk to them and get them to understand how important it is to, before you even step into kink world, learn yourself, learn who you are, you know, understand the way, yeah. you know, you want yeah. what you want out of something. And then, you know, people don't understand. We all started as just kinksters and then we've developed from there. And then as we grow, we learn, you it's know, self-actualization. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So what you're saying is exactly. being less full does not make you a weak person. Oh, no. No, no. but well put, actually. Good question. Yeah, no, yeah. Not at because all. I think people see, oh, little, because they want to be, like, careful all the time, but it's only in that space, right? So it's not that you get some doms coming along thinking they can probably treat you oh, however yeah. outside yeah, yeah. the dynamic, oh, yeah. right? And I think we hear that a lot from submissives that... Yeah, we, yeah. I've, I've had lots of problems with that, people coming into it and saying, you're like, excuse me? I don't know who you're talking to. <laughs> I'm not new to this world, <laughs> you know. So it's it's even as a submissive, people think that you're you cannot put your own mind into it, your own assertiveness into it. I mean, I ran, you know. <laughs> That's a mistake. <laughs> yeah. Not, not only did I run, you know, my family's business, I've worked at multi-billion-dollar companies in the medical field. You cannot be a pushover in these fields and. I would say some of the submissives I know are some of the most powerful men and women out there. They know who they are, which gives them a sense of strength once you know who you are. And, and it you gives want. you that. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And you're able to say, no, this isn't what I want. You know, this is what I'm looking for. I don't need to settle for you. Let's, mm -hmm. you know, sit down, see where we can come. And if we can't, you know, let's go as friends. We're all adults and you walk away. And I think I that's think really important. What, what you said before about the self-actualization kind of thing, I think that brings empowerment. Yes. Again. And I think that brings strength. And I think the more you can do that, so even whether it whether it's submissive, and again, if it's your little side, that just brings more empowerment. And that brings more strength. I mean, I could, you know, you come across it with, with submissive. People assume submissives are weak. And... 
and we know that's ludicrous. And so <laughs> and it's the same thing. Um, you know, it, it's that thing. If you can be your authentic self, that that is going to empower you, and that takes strength. Yeah, I mean, and just okay, like if I'm in my little spot, if you come and talk to me like a baby, that's gonna throw me out of my little space really fast and be like, "What?" <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's people that enjoy that. I don't. And so it's really important that you know who you are or you can't enjoy your space and you cannot build that foundation you need. And I think, you know, people are so busy trying to get into a relationship or dynamic that they end up putting themselves in harm's way. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that need for somebody and they don't realize that you have a whole community that can feed part of your need without being in a dynamic or being in a relationship. And I don't think people utilize the resources that we have in this community. And I think it's really important because you might tell me something and I could look back and say, hmm, I'm not into that, but that's interested. Maybe I can incorporate maybe that one little piece, you know, I mean, it's it's sort of like when you get into people screaming, oh, you're not a sub if or I'm a slave and you're a sub and the whole definition of what is what you make what you are. You can no one else is going to tell you who you are now. I mean, I, if I go around saying I'm a dominant, well, <laughs> I, I'm in la la land. But, you know, people can't tell you what you are inside. They can't give you that definition or that need for you know because we all do it because we are, we have a need for stress relief for fun and they're misunderstanding the definition of little i think is so bad because it's <laughs> such a big you know umbrella now you know you've got babies you've got people that are just into diaper play you've got littles you've got middles you've got brats they've stuck us all under one umbrella so people don't understand and to be honest it makes it really hard for new people that come in to understand that oh my gosh yes i was i was just wondering kind of when you play is this like in a bdsm session where you speak about it and then you start the session and then you finish it or is it just something you go into and it just sometimes happens naturally oh no anytime you play i think with anybody it's really important that y'all discuss it doesn't have to be and i think a lot of misconception it has to be this formal meeting when you get to know people you start really telling people about yourself and when you agree to things and you talk about it everything is beforehand we talk beforehand we talk afterhand make sure everything is on the same page that is really, really important, especially if you're somebody that does subspace or little space or pet play. It's really important that you communicate all this beforehand. I'm going to put my two pen at the end as well. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say I knew you would. <laughs> He's actually got good. Okay. That being said, <laughs> we've had all the needs and wants talks by now for yes. a lot of them, and we've discussed our limits and everything else, and and we do have regular conversations on. You sure those are your limits? <laughs> You've expanded oh, yeah. those, and do you think yeah. there's a move? But yeah, we, we did that. Saying that, to answer the actual question, we don't pre-plan play. No, because mm. now we don't. Uh, yeah, we don't. I, I know part of uh, with Sarah specifically is yeah, it should quite like a, a surprise element to it. Yes. Well. So, so if you pre-plan it, that kind of cancels out any kind of surprise element. So you know. Be kind of, okay, at 10 o'clock, I'm going to grab you and throw you over the bed just to <laughs> work, really. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'd look at you like you were weird. <laughs> so, no, yeah, but, you know, think, bef the conversation well beforehand. Sort of, yes, indeed. Yeah, the, 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 yeah. But I think kind of like, uh, okay, when we were in Dallas, um, <laughs> Sarah made the mistake of spanking my bottom when we were in Oh, tell us more. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't actually realize I moved fast. 
But apparently, before she realised it, she was over my lap and yeah. got perfectly spent. Uh, He's fast. Oh, I like that. <laughs> so is that is punishment a very big element to? Oh, that wasn't punishment. Little? Oh no, no. yeah, oh, that was punishment. That was punishment. That was punishment. That that otherwise I'd be positively reinforcing misbehaving. So, yeah. yeah. If it, if it was punishment, then she'd be writing lines or holding a coin against the wall. Oh, lines. yeah. His boring. punishments are going to be punishment. <laughs> well, let's talk about that a little bit. What, what can a punishment look like? Uh, oh. Punishment would be boring. It wouldn't be fun. It wouldn't. Yeah, because that would be positive punishment. Yeah. But yeah. I was thinking fun punishment. Cause, you know, no, some punishment. say, yeah. oh, they actually like the punishment, so they're always trying to get yeah. their ways out. Um, and yeah. Now... I've also been uh, let, with brats, so yeah. <laughs> I so. I I can go from little to brat to, I, I'm a little on the kind of odd side. I'm also you know a masochist, oh. so <laughs> yeah. um, if you spank me, I, that's not a punishment to me. But what I was gonna say is one thing is for littles, it's really important to understand what punishments will can affect them mentally in the long run ignoring them, berating them, leaving them unattended. You know, these are the things that really would affect a little's mind space. One thing about littles is the reassurance has to be there at all times. Yeah, it kind of has to be personalized. Mm -hmm. so it has to be so you could say to a submissive, okay, go over there and write out lines I want them to, or write down what you did, etc. And, and leave them to it, you know. Um, with a little, you do that differently. So it would be a case of, okay, you're going to hold a coin against a wall with your nose, and I'm going to watch you. It's a very simple difference, but they but it makes a have huge difference. Yeah, I think it sounds like there's quite a lot of responsibility on the dom. Yes. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Trust me, there's a payoff. <laughs> I imagine there is. <laughs> I will plead the fifth. I'm an American. <laughs> I think I think what's really important um, for littles is the aftercare. You know, it's yeah. really important to. It's Anna's yeah. favorite topic. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good topic. It's, it's a, a topic. it's an important topic. It's Thank very you. important, especially important to littles, topic. because you know, as a little on my side, I am showing. I'm giving you everything I am. I have yeah. to have that, you know, reassurance. You know. The coming out, the down, you know, because I do little space and subspace, so it's like double for me and him. So it's very constant of like he'll say "love you" and I'll be like "love me," you know. <laughs> it, it's just something simple, but he understands I need that reassurance. Yeah, I mean, so what? So less than planning play when when we played, it's more a case of me sort of saying, you know, you were amazing. That was absolutely stunning. Yeah. You were great. I really enjoyed that. That was fabulous. You know? I, I, I can imagine that, especially in a relationship, that this is also something you have to find, you know? Yeah. yeah. And also yeah. To be, being totally. able to communicate what you need after a session. Yeah, exactly. What you need to yeah. hear and what yeah. you need the other one to do. Yeah. You and know, in a way, it's, it's honesty too. It's just a case of, you know, that was really great. I really I, enjoyed that. I was going to say know. that honesty is really, really important in any dynamic, you know, um, especially though, and I would say, you know, kind of when you have a mixture of, you know, a sub and a little and their mind can tend to go 100 miles an hour and be from one subject to another and you forget what you're saying in the middle of a you know, sentence. So it's, it's really important. Like I have a lot of medical issues, so it's really important that, you know, I communicate that because not only am I doing him a disservice, I'm doing myself a disservice. I'm putting myself in danger and then I'm affecting him either way or any other dom. So it's really important that submissives open their mouths, understand foundation, building that foundation is very, very important. Honestly, I think okay. it's probably, yeah, some of the most important thing you do, even if you're just in a non-sexual dynamic, you just have to be able to trust that person. And I think we tend, a lot of people tend to skip that. They tend to skip the understanding of, how important it is. I think sometimes as well, frenzy can cause that to be good, kind of, if, you, some, if there's some sort of, if there's sort of sub-frenzy, then it can cause people to sort of 
want to want to skip it because they just want to kind of they want to play. Uh, and so yeah that goes makes, back to B yeah that's a bit so of a red flag right when someone comes to yeah. you and doesn't want to have this conversation and yeah. just said let's get to the play yeah let's let's not well you know most <laughs> one thing is though no offense, most but... new submissives you know that come into the world don't understand what sub frenzy is they've never heard of the phrase you know they don't understand what it is you hear about all this and that's like oh that sounds good that sounds good i want to try that i want to try this and they don't understand some of the stuff we do is risky and you have to know that risk it's important that you understand it acknowledge it and decide what risk you're willing to take and what you're not willing to take It's going deep. (laughs) (laughs) But I actually get a lot of messages, you know, when we're on fetish from people that are clearly in a sub frenzy. Yeah. Everything. They've heard this thing. They've come to this site. Will you do it for me? I'll pay you anything. So we actually see it all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've had I've had dominant say, if you'll be my sugar baby, I'll pay. I'm like, really? Or my favorite one is one of the doms actually messaged Sean and said, can I can I borrow your what was it? Can I borrow your slut or something like that? Your, your yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, Or Neil, yeah. Neil, take off your shirt and kneel in front of me. What? Oh, that's a standard I, one, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Who are a, you? I don't know your name. Yeah. I don't know. But it's it's but think about somebody that is desperate for that attention and also has a little side that they might not understand. How easy it would be to show somebody that attention oh you're so pretty oh you're gorgeous you know i think you're going to be a perfect sub for me it's such easy way to turn that around that's why these foundations are so important and knowledge i might not be into what you're doing but i want to know at least you know the surface of understanding because first of all we can have these kind of communications and then we all learn from it we all understand each other a little bit better and then it protects us in the long run. And I think that's really important for, you know, people to kind of grasp and understand. Yeah, absolutely. The one I'd add to that is take up on references. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a good, good point. Yeah. yeah. That's what I told Sarah, which was, you know, I have, I had an ex submissive on the side. Go and talk mm-hmm. to her. I was like, I already uh-huh. have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, I I've already checked on you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and that's, you know, but not everybody's like him to make sure, you know. And, you know, and it's also really important that submissives understand, can, need to understand if they need to use their safe word, use your safe word. It's there. doesn't mean that everything's got to shut down. Everything's just let's take a break. Let's talk about this. And, you know, yeah. I have no doubt about I know that Sarah will use her safe word if she needs to. But yeah. I'm not convinced that that Sarah would amber. We have a traffic light system. But I'm not yeah. sure that Sarah would use amber. What we do do is we do timeout because Sarah doesn't mind doing a timeout. Yeah. Mm. And that's a little break. That's a little break. We'll take five. You know, that's fine. We're not stopping. We're just taking five. You know, yeah. have a drink of water. Are you okay, love? Yeah, is everything right? And this it's is enough. so good. Yeah, because I can imagine that not everybody kind of wants to admit, oof, I might yeah. to take it yeah. so. Yeah. And, and there's yeah. nothing yeah. wrong with yeah. that because you're, you're playing in such an intense exactly. way, you yeah. know? I mean, yeah. and I didn't even realize until he pointed out, I was giving him signals without even realizing it when I was getting into, because one of my things is I like to push myself. And sometimes I could push myself to a dangerous spot. And he has to constantly keep his eye out on me. So we understand that part about each other. So, you know, I'll give orgasms it... in two hours. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be going straight to the emergency room. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, she didn't. <laughs> oh, my God. I loved it. <laughs> ah, we are pretty open. Uh, Please. But... It's the best for the podcast. <laughs> you know, um, but we've been in we've been in the community for a long time. Both of us have. Sean's been in it for twice as long as I have, and I think one thing we have lost in our community—not everybody, but a lot of us—we stopped opening ourselves up to a new people that come in to help mm. them guide their way. And I don't yeah. know if it's because 
the dominant and submissive ratio is very off. Mm. Um, How do you perceive that? Yeah. Is it kind of loads more submissives? Yes. Well, yeah. and yeah. here's the problem. Well, when people go into the community, everybody thinks, oh, I want to be submissive and I just want to not do anything. And they don't realize. <laughs> I just want to chill. Yeah, want to chill. There's a whole lot more to that. <laughs> exactly. Lazy you know, people and, like me understand that. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and that's one thing that um, I tell people: learn about it. Learn, see what sounds good. Talk to other people that are in those dynamics. Ask questions. And one thing we see a lot of is when the new people come in and they're kinksters and they're just starting to play. But they want to jump into a DS or, you know, um, SM dynamic automatically. And it's like, wait a minute. I've spent 10, 12 years getting to the step I am now, you know. I've spent far too many. <laughs> yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. I've, done, I've played, but I've played with people I've known for years. It wasn't like, oh, let me go to a stranger's house and, you know, allow this. But you could see the people that are just kind of interested in it because of certain books. The book that should not be <laughs> Well, that shouldn't even. They get into it and they think, oh, and I'm like, um, no, I would classify that as abuse. If, oh, a, yeah. if a dominant... Gray is a total abuser. Yeah, if if a dominant came to me and said, if you use your safe word the, and the relationship ends, I'll be like, Bye. See you later. Walk out the door. <laughs> I'd be like, red, 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 red. <laughs> I mean, so, it's... Uh, so this is know. a perfect example. As you can tell, in reality, there is no mistaking Sarah for a little girl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that is something people really get wrong. And yes. I've been in a, guilty in, of that a little bit. Though, in a chat you know. room, it's really easy to do. You kind of get that image in your head, you know? It's because um, of how people come in and talk. and They're um, always behaving that way. But, you know, when the two of you are together, it, it's a totally different kind of fish. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it really, I think the thing to emphasize is, is adults, consenting adults. A consenting adults. Yes. Yeah. It's important that, you know, people just understand we're not talking about a psychiatric term we are talking about a kinkster's term yes yeah. they intertwine at times but you know you got people that age play and people that age regress tend to age play also um i'm a little different now i i do like video games board games but i'm not gonna play tea party and i mean give me some stuff to craft i'll craft you you know i like things like that i mean we won't even get into video games. <laughs> but, you know, you can see, like, I don't know if you could see my big old bear. Um, uh. <laughs> there are, you know, if you're looking, you'll see little things. But a lot of adults do it, too. But I'm sure if they were in our community, they would realize they have a little side in them. You know? Yeah. I mean, and it's so funny because I've got a daughter. She's 26 years old. She just found out I was in the community about a year ago. And she's actually really open about it. She asks questions if needs to ask questions, but she knows where the line is. But get me and her together, and it's a bundle of fun mess. <laughs> <laughs> That's a point. Uh, how out are you guys about your relationship? I'm completely... For me, yeah. I, now, my father is from Albania, so he immigrated to America in early 60s. So... I'm not going to go to my dad and say, listen, I got an alternative lifestyle. But like, you know. I got another uh, daddy. (laughs) (laughs) No mistake, it does too. No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) I know the drums fall another way. (laughs) (laughs) But but like my younger brother, because I'm close with him, he knows. My sister knows, but she wants to believe I'm still a virgin. You know, (laughs) but my daughter knows I don't hide it. You know, I don't hide it from people. I don't have to. But I'm one of, like I said, I'm a lucky one. Mm -hmm. You know, there's nothing in my life that's going to prevent me from my job or my children or a marriage. Nothing. I'm I'm a lucky one. I'm so. I mean, I can't really say for other people because I know there's a lot of people that hide it because they have to. 
Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of stigma. What about you, Sean? My friends know, my parents know. Professionally, I have to be slightly more delicate <laughs> yeah. because, because I work for government. So. Um, yeah. yeah. Sean is able to bring it down. This is not like he, how he's talking now is nothing like his high dom space. And so, but you, but he, he thinks it's just a normal, but he doesn't realize how many people out there that it's like an everyday thing for them. You know, they don't know how to shut it down. And, Mm. um, I think it's so funny when he's like, yeah, why wouldn't, you know, ask about this the term ddlg which is daddy little girl right yes. and actually sean actually told me the more gender neutral term is caregiver little yes yeah can you explain a little bit about that is there a shift okay. towards yeah. that um i'm not sure um I, i'm well I, I know in the sort of in the caregiver little community there is but yeah of course there is um, <laughs> <laughs> but um daddy dom little girl is is very gender exclusive so you're yes. describing dominance as being male and submissives as being female so there's also of course lots of baby boys little boys you know and there's also an awful lot of mummies you don't mm. hear about this it as much is, though. you don't sorry to say this is something i wanted to ask because before we said kind of there's for instance on fetish.com there's so much more submissives and yeah. dominance mm. and is it yes. the same thing that usually dominance are male or is this, uh, are they just kind of when it comes to the to caregivers a little they're just more out there there's probably more there's probably more males i mean the percentages tend to run that way to be honest but saying that there's a good number of i mean within the cgl community within the within the little community there there is definitely more males who are topping but there's a good number of females that are as well. I think a misconception is, you know, there's a lot of switches that are dominant women that are into the dynamic. And people tend to not think because they aren't, you know, quote unquote, only dominant, they shouldn't be able to do the whole mommy thing. Yeah, Yeah. Mm. which is totally, totally wrong. Yeah. (laughs) So you think that obviously DDLG is such a, that's quite a big acronym that a lot of people know, and there's not really mm. mummy little No, boy. most people actually use, even if they're describing a mommy and a boy, you know, or, you know, a daddy and a boy. So a they lot of people... They still use DDLG, to be honest, a lot of them. Yeah, I mean, most see. of us do, um, especially because it is our dynamic. But a lot of us are trying to, you know, use the CG slash L, just so it's more, you know, inclusive, that people... Yeah don't think they have to hide it so but it, it is hard to switch over something you've been doing for a long time and of course like, that's just one source of somebody else who's, who's also on fetish actually that they, they have a mommy little girl relationship so that's that's another element so yeah, yeah wholesome yeah. yeah yeah so it's just kind of yeah all sorts of genders so it's yeah, yeah, I think the whole daddy thing became such a big thing in pop think, culture, you know, called yeah, daddy, exactly. daddy, daddy. Yeah, so, yeah. and then there were lots of films that yeah. really described it as Call me poppy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God, yeah, reggaeton, sure. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think people don't realize that when somebody's saying that, they're actually trying to do a power exchange. But people, you know, especially in the vanilla world, they don't understand it. You know, they don't open their minds enough to realize that's what they're doing. You're literally, you know, doing a power exchange without realizing it. I got into, you know, BDSM because I don't fit in a box. Stop putting me in a box. Preach. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, they're like, when I first came on, they're like, put your labels on. What do you, Mm. huh? You mean we people have are quite labels. obsessed with labels in the yeah. because like I think labels. people like yeah. it's their way of identifying with themselves and others around them. So they're yeah. quite important in a lot of ways, but they change so much. Like you say, you might try something new, and then it kind of is a bit shape shifting. Yeah. Uh, I well. think it also has to do with kind of their own insecurity, and it's a bit what the two of you said, Sean and Sarah, yeah, that think. kind of in at the first point, you have to do a whole lot of work getting to know yourself. So totally very great. important. Yeah. 
I think I think if you select those little labels, then they don't have to waste all that time getting to know you. <laughs> Guys, just looking at the clock Timer. a bit. So maybe <laughs> let's should, should we say goodbye and wrap this up? Go back again. <laughs> yeah. No. No, no. Um, if there's any other questions, please feel free yeah. to, you know, email, was, ask us. It was really interesting conversation. It was really yeah. cool. I think I, we did the topic really well and I think people will actually maybe change some of their misconceptions they have. I hope so. Excellent. It would be Excellent. nice to have some, you know, people that would be more understanding. I uh, so, hope you well, could have something useful. <laughs> yes, we have a lot of material actually. So Excellent. Uh, hopefully. <laughs> we will see you on fetish.com. Yeah. You will indeed. Before. Yeah. Thank Definitely. You so Thank you very much indeed. Yeah. It was Thank so you. nice to meet nice you guys. To meet you both. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Right, so that was Sarah and Sean. Thank you so much for talking to us. Actually, the conversation was a lot longer. We talked yeah. for like maybe nearly two hours. So nearly two hours. That was you know, the cut down version. Yeah, we because we were four people, we recorded this on a free version of Zoom. And then Zoom just cut you off at 40 minutes. And then we had to start another Zoom call. And then another one. And then another one. But it was really it was really nice talking to them. They, they're really lovely. We recorded this a few months ago, so this is just coming out now. But I caught up with Sean and Sarah the other day, and they're still doing really well. They're making their transatlantic relationship work. One of them's in Texas, one of them's in the UK, so I'm really happy that they came to talk to us. I really admire that, because I have to say, my boyfriend lives in another neighbourhood, and sometimes I find it difficult, because I think it's too much of a hustle, it's too far. It's too far. But maybe with an online dynamic, it can be easier at times and then you just have to do one big trip you have to see him all the time yeah exactly. <laughs> i'll have to see no. him yeah, totally. we love him <laughs> yeah so i think they did a really great job in explaining their dynamic and just telling us how it works for them and i have to say that i really learned uh, a lot of new things um and i really liked especially when uh, sarah described how she enters little space and what it means for her and also kind of uh, i like to hear about her career yeah, and that right? kind of she's a real power woman and, and then she's also when she says her submission is a gift that she decides to give and it's her own it's her own and like no dom can just come along and just make her go into her little space it's very powerful for her it's her thing between her and sean and if she allows you in it can be a really rich experience for, yeah. for both, both of them, them for everybody involved yeah so yeah, that was um, Sarah and Sean, and um, we hope you tune in next time when we keep exploring the wonderful world of fetishes and BDSM and debunk some more myths around dynamics people engage in. But in the meantime, keep it kinky. <laughs> keep it kinky. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to Spanky Next on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Instagram at SpankyNextPodcast. If you're looking to connect with people who share your kinks, sign up to Fetish.com for free or download the Fet app from Google Play and the App Store. And for anyone looking to deepen their knowledge of kink, head to the BDSM training school on Fetish.com and enroll in a course now. And last but not least, shout out to our producer Tim Smith. 